Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony, and joining with me today are the other three terrifying creatures in Australia and the exact reason why I'll never visit it, even though Dan tries to convince me on a daily basis that Australia is safe when he's secretly just a human made up of little spiders and he's a costume and he tries to convince me that they're not poisonous. Jared! What's going on, guys? Armo's <laughs> checking in. I am concerned about Dan all of a sudden. Why? Uh, well, I mean, are you are you are you good? Are you spiders? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I gotta say, my uh thing from Australia would definitely be an Australian Shepherd, but they're not really from there. But that's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the <laughs> that was the joke one. The real one is the Tasmanian Devil. How about that? Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. There I you got... go. <sighs> that's really good. Hi, everybody. I am Dan. I play your tiny little swarm keeper ranger, Minus Pebblewalker, and I am definitely not a spider in disguise. And as much as Tony would like to you to think that I am, I am most certainly not. And I'm not even going to pick a spider. You know, that's right. I am the blue ring octopus of this podcast. What is that? It's one of the most venomous octopi in the world. Hmm. Also known as Genus Hapalaklanai. That's fake name. <laughs> Yo, that is scary. You would it's choose like an underwater spider. An underwater <laughs> like, spider. You would choose an underwater spider. <laughs> <laughs> this <is> fucking. <laughs> How about you, Alec? Uh, my name is Alec. I play Drell the Ashborn, and my terrifying thing from Australia would have to be actually the movie Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, my most terrifying thing would be the thorny devil lizard. It's actually not terrifying at all. It looks super cool if you look it up online. Um, it looks like just the most badass like lizard that wears like thorn armor. That's um, cool looking. Yeah, right. Oh, that's dope. It's gonna be Drell's next pet, probably. Wink, wink. Uh, anyways, uh, what about you, Tony? Uh, the Huntsman Spider, the very <laughs> reason why I'll never go there, ever, okay? The massive Huntsman Spider that's over a foot long and hunts people. It doesn't hunt yes, people. Yes, it does. There are stories on the news where people call into work. Stories. They say they can't go Keyword stories. into work because <laughs> there is a spider outside of their house that is actively hunting them. <laughs> Tony, is the website you read your news from called The Onion? No. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I don't I like you enjoyed this topic today, everybody. We decided to do this one because we noticed we had a lot of listeners from Australia. So if you're from Australia, uh, reach out to us. Let us know. Come in the Discord and say, uh, what's going on, mate? You know? And I apologize for Dan in that horrible uh, attempted <laughs> I accent. Too. I also apologize. How dare you? <laughs> but uh, speaking of... I have no segue. Let's get into the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> and today wow. I am running down TikTok. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you may have heard us talk about TikTok in earlier episodes, and we are bringing it back. That's right. Go on TikTok every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You should be seeing some cool videos from us, but there might also be some videos popping up on other days. But we're trying to stick to a schedule. It's part of our whole group new year's resolution i would say and so you you can now expect unique content on all our platforms across the board so go on over to dnd pod or dnd 404 on tiktok 
and watch our cool content. All right, Tony, how about you roll us into that recap? Yes, sir. You know the deal. This is where I roll a giant rubber D4 uh, that was half eaten by my bunnies, where I am number one, two is Alex, three is Dan, and four is Jared. He found the uh, channel. Way to go. Can you guess when I found the channel on that? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you can hear it audibly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. We're going to roll a yeet. Uh Uh-oh. No, it's not me. You see it? It's not me. It's either you or I. It's a two. Nice. Hello? Where am I? Who's there? Oh, yeah, so you want to know what happened last episode? Well, let me tell you. So last episode, the game came toe-to-toe with the giant bloodshard Altasaur. We found ourselves spread out over the battlefield. Me and this guy Reese were in a bush directly under the Altasaur, while Minas, Armos, and Anma were up on a hill. After a lengthy fight, including Armos's new spell, Finger of Death, air quotes, the Altasaur released a violent breath weapon into the sky, raining down tons of bloodshard magic. For some reason, this Reese guy thought it would be a good idea for him and I to hide in the body of the Altasaur. Although the beast was dead, the breath weapon wouldn't stop until Armos laid the final blow, absorbing the blood shard with this book. After the battle, a pack of emerald raptors came to feast on the carcass, and I actually befriended one of them. I trained them with a bunch of meat, and I gave them the nickname Ruby. After long consideration, I decided Ruby would just be better off living their life as they are in the wild. And I told them they couldn't come with us. I guess our next stop was Hubert Hubble's farm as a safe place to rest. So that's where we decided to split out on the Reese and the guys decided to just go. I can't do this bar, just play the music. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Gentlemen, boils, welcome to session 88. We pick up with the three of you traveling through the jungle. After talking with Reese and Anma, Reese last left you with a little bit of information to head to San Lo, but not before stopping in a nearby safe haven. He mentioned that there was a nearby farm, and the minotaur that was resting there was Hubert Hubble. He's the owner of the farmstead. And just to recap what how we ended last session, I'll go ahead and repeat the description here, and that's how we'll start. The three of you traversed through the woods for some time, and finally, a clearing. You stop to look ahead, and as you clear through the jungle brush, you see a house with a small farm in the middle of the jungle. The house looks to be well-maintained ranch-style home with a modest patch of land surrounding it. The home has a large wraparound porch. Behind the home is a familiar gourd towering over the house, a large green pumpkin. Out on the veranda, you notice a large bovine sitting on a heavy-duty rocking chair wearing a straw hat. A minotaur in leather overalls rocking back and forth holding a large fortified crossbow. And as it lays in his lap, a large piece of hay sticking out of his mouth. 
the Minotaur closely resembles a Highland cow. And we'll pick up with the three of you coming out of the jungle and you just see just a few yards uh, over a small clearing of patchy grass is this large house. And you see this large Minotaur rocking back and forth, minding his own business. And you see that like he's humming his a tune to himself. You can't really hear the melody. You just hear some like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, enjoying the late evening sunset. So Reese said that we can actually trust this person, right? Yes, he did. When he was making some notes on the map you have to San Lo, he had advised that you guys stop here for the night because, you know, it is reaching the end of the day. I guess I'll just walk up and be like, hey, hey Hubert, what's going on? Venus, Armos, what are you two doing? As Drell begins to walk towards the house. Yeah, I guess I'm just following a few paces behind Drell. All right, Menace, you follow through, almost? Uh, yeah, I'm incredibly wounded and want to just seek shelter at this point. So I have to follow them no matter what. All right, so Drell, you go ahead and you approach the house saying, Hey, Hubert, and you catch the attention of the large Minotaur and you see him cock his crossbow. He loads two bolts back you notice right away that this is a very modified heavy duty crossbow with two crossbow bolts ready to go and he points it in your general direction he's not aiming like down down the sight he's just like pointing it in your general direction and he whistles and he goes oh what are you doing over here stranger so whoa 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 and i put both my hands up and i was like uh we had a i think we have a mutual friend they sent us this way saying you could Give us a place to rest for the night. He he looks at you and he moves his head. He moves his large nose from left to right as he, he seems to leer at you through his uh, hair-covered eyes. You can't really see his pupils because that's how long his hair is. Kind of like emo style. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and he moves the hay from the right side of his mouth to his left as he keeps the crossbow pointed in your direction. He goes, I got a lot of friends around here. What's, uh, what's your business? Oh, I don't know. You know the vibes. Uh, just, just, you know, we just got into a huge fight with some crazy looking bloodshard dinosaur and our, our friend Reese told us, uh, you might greet us with a uh, welcome open arms rather than a crossbow. Reese, Reese. Oh, ah, uh, yes. The orange fella plays a lot of instruments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Menace Armos, I need you guys to give me a perception check as Drell's talking to Hubble. Mm. Wait, do I not get to make one either? Not in this situation because your 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 focus is on Hubble. Fifteen. Fifteen? Almost? Fifteen. Wow. <laughs> you peek our heads from either side at the same time. You notice that although the crossbow is facing your direction, it's not really pointed at Drell. It looks like it's pointed at Drell due to the distance. And then you notice something under Drell's feet because he's about five, ten feet ahead of you because he took the lead in this conversation. And you notice that like you feel like your eyes are playing tricks on you, like something blurry is walking on the floor. And then you look at Hubble and then you hear this snap of a crossbow bolt. Only one of the bolts fly forward, flying towards Drell's feet. And then you hear a squeak almost, not like a rat, but more of an insect type of squeak. And you see Drell, you go to look down as you jump back from the crossbow bolt being fired. And then you hear a squeaky and something blurry in front of you almost curls up onto its back and then becomes solid. 
it's pretty large. It is a it is a large insect. It is a white spider with blue spots along the third body. He goes, ah, he goes, sorry to scare you there, fella. And he uh, he lays his crossbow back across his lap and he doesn't point it uh, at you anymore. He goes, sorry for scaring you there, but uh, as you see, we get a lot of critters around here and this guy just helps me take care of unwanted friends. Uh, okay. Uh, what is this thing? And I go to like pick it up and hold it by its tail. You go to pick it up and like you see it materialize in your hand. You feel like you're trying to grab like a loose shade, like you're trying to grab a ghost. And then as you go to hold it, then it finally materializes. You hang it up and it, you pick it up and it's just like an actual large dead spider. It doesn't weigh that much. And then you see Hubble stand up and he is towering. And he steps down from his little three-step porch, slings the crossbow over his shoulder, and he walks up to you and he's looking down at you. He's about nine feet tall. And he goes, well, this here fella is called the Fae Spider from the Ethereal Plane. And he take, he goes, and then he puts his large hand out. He goes, you mind? No. And I hand it to him. He takes it and he chucks it. He throws it over his shoulder. And you see the spider go way in the distance. But rather than falling, it just looks like it eventually disappears into thin air. Rather than coming back down. Like it phases out of your eyesight. What the fuck? Like a puff of smoke. Yeah, we got a lot of them critters around here trying to collect the local crap. But, you know, I'm always on duty, always on guard, making sure they know these pests don't get at my, uh, at my hard labor. What are you, like a farmer? I have a bit of everything, a bit of a rancher, a bit of a farmer. But most of all, a friend. And he, and he holds out his massive hand for you to shake. Hubert Herbal. Sir, what's your last name? Most people just call me Hubble or Hub. I'm gonna call you Hugh, and I shake his hand. Okay. <laughs> and he has a massive grip. He's not trying to overpower you, but you can tell from his sheer size that he has respectable strength to yours. I, I try to squeeze it just as hard to like show him that like you know what's up. You know. Uh, roll me a strength check. Trying to show him I uh I respect him. It's a nat twenty. Ooh, firm firm grip there friend and he gives you he gives you a little wink he puts his head up you finally see his uh large eyes through his hair and he gives you a little wink and then he looks at almost in minutes he goes oh seems you found uh you have two more friends over here you got a a red fella looks like another red elf and uh a little minotaur child and uh, after i finish drawing the spider in my notebook and writing notes about it i look up ah I am one of you, brother. It is good to see you. Menace of the Ivory Boulders. You might know my dad, Titus. Ivory Boulders. Oh, hmm. You see he scratches his chin as he looks up and he has like this, uh, he has a bit of a beard. It's very small in comparison to him, but it's only like two inches off his chin and he's like stroking us. Oh, Ivory Boulders. Yeah, that's one of them South Trellis clans. Yes, that is exactly right. Oh. And do I know if he, like, do I know from maybe my mom or my dad where, like, these Highland Minotaurs come from and if they're, like, from specific tribes or something? Roll me a history check. 16. I have a minus one. 16. So, as far as, like, a Highland kind of Minotaur goes, you know that 
minotaurs of his size tend to uh tend to come from the heartland way in the west from where you are almost on the other side of the world but it's also common knowledge that san lo being almost the city the hub of minotaurs all walks of minotaur life gathers there so it's not strange that he's nearby in the kambuki isles but he's definitely familiar to uh or they tend to be more partial to colder weather than being on an island you said the heartland yes so the heartland is a continent the three of you have not visited uh it's on the other side of the world from where you started and allegedly according to lord baron destroyed it's a currently a wasteland from a Christo from many years ago brother it's good to see you uh, uh my mom has told me many stories of the heartland minotaur seems you've found good stay near the uh ports of san lo i'm Minis. i i as you said i come from south trillis and i i'm looking for the uh four-headed crystal hydra of the kambuki isle with with razor blade teeth i didn't notice that before anyways <laughs> uh it's 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 a pleasure to meet you reese told us like drell said that you would give us good company oh yeah you know good 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 to make friends yeah uh, thank you thank you well i was born here you know you know i was born here i was i'm a local if you will you know my mother came here and my father and i was born over san low but city life ain't made much for me too much rustle and bustle you know you know how it is uh mm. Yeah, Hydra, Hydra, there's a lot to unpack there, a lot to unpack there. I mean, you should find Hydras anywhere. You know, closer to the water you get, the more Hydras come out. You got the ocean Hydras, you got river Hydras, you got pond Hydras, you got lake Hydras, you got peninsula Hydras, you got desert Hydras. We don't have deserts here, but it gets really warm out here. You got tree, you got tree Hydras. Yeah, oh, tree hydras. hydras. I've never heard of tree hydras. That's spectacular. Yeah, they long and usually only have one head. No, but I speak of a mythical four-headed <laughs> hydra of the Kambuki Isles. It's tell, told in our uh, mythology. It's told in our history that there may be a, a creature as such. Uh, at least it's from our history books over in South Trillis. All right, so you're looking for a mythical hydra? Well, some call it a legend. Others think it's real. I, I'm inclined to believe it's real. I'm hunting it myself. Oh. Only time will tell. What fur? What? What fur? I'm, uh, that's a long story. Anyways, this is Armos. I'm, uh, <laughs> still pretty wounded, so I'm kind of holding one arm, uh, and then just wave with the, the limp one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your friend's beat up, Dad. Why don't you come on inside? You know, it's about to get dark out here. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to stay out here. You know, it's going to. Things tend to bad out here. So as he steps to the side and he puts his large body sideways and he puts his hand up and he um, gestures to his front door uh, that leads into his large ranch style home. And as he, as the three of you start to walk forward, he turns around as he heads in, you guys see his back. You notice that in his shoulder, like lower shoulder blade, there's a blood shard stabbed into him. And we didn't we didn't end last episode there. We didn't end last episode there. Are you fucking kidding me? You guys didn't approach him. <laughs> I mean, no, we you stopped us. To. You stopped us before we even got You him. didn't approach him, please. That would have been a great stopping point. I look at I, I look at Armos and I I just mouth the words 
don't even think about it. <laughs> just, just, but I don't even say it out loud. I'm, I'm still full from that giant dinosaur. That it, it doesn't even cross my mind. It's like a tic tac to me after what we, what we just experienced. Well, you know, Armos. You know, after a large meal, I like to freshen my breath. So, I mean, you can always just, uh, you know, <laughs> take it, right? I mean, this look like he wants it. It's kind of sticking out. It's like a little dry blood over there, you know. Freshen up breath a little bit. Nope. Nope. I mean, blood shorts are kind of like jello. You know, you can always have room for jello. <laughs> Guys, hurry up and get in here. <laughs> and I'm up on the porch now. You hop up onto the porch. Uh, Hubble goes ahead and opens the door and shows you that it's just a large. There aren't rooms or anything. It's one giant room. There are various trophies hanging on the wall, tons of pots and pans. And by trophies, I mean like animals that he may have hunted. You see giant dinosaur skulls on the wall. You see really elaborate rugs that look like animal pelts. He definitely seems like a hunter, but the animal pelts aren't like standard like bear or lion or anything. They look very elaborate. It looks outer worldly. There's a huge, massive fireplace. There are rather interesting paintings on the wall like homemade paintings of like various landscapes it looks like maybe various parts of the island with beautiful watercolors there's a huge table in the center with one really big chair everything seems really high up even drell if he sat in a normal chair at his dinner table would feel a little short at this table compared to hubble's massive size and everything just seems bigger in here what is his size by the way uh, Hubble, he? he's nine feet tall. Nine feet. Yeah. So where a normal table would be at like Drell's mid-abdomen, it's like up to his high chest. Isn't Drell like nine feet tall? Eight. Uh, oh, you're eight feet? Why did I think you were like six or seven feet? I don't That's know. pretty tall. I'm you're eight, eight feet, feet tall. You're eight feet tall? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of feel right at home here. That's what it says on my character sheet. I don't read that. <laughs> I don't read. I don't read. <laughs> Damn, what's all these words? Okay, so you feel right at home here. And he goes, well, make yourself home. Make yourself at home. I don't got any extra beds, so you'll have to make uh, make do with what you got. If you got any sleeping bags, some cots, uh, a couple of blankets, I could provide some some pillows if you need. Uh, there's a nice warm fire. Despite the island heat, it gets rather cold here late at night. Then other power to the isle. So I got dinner already cooking and you look over to the massive fireplace and it's this huge black pot and something delicious is just coming from there it looks like a nice uh slow cooked stew it's just like slowly boiling it's all like a low flame and it smells delicious he goes dinner will be ready in just a few now i am a gracious host you may have some perhaps if you give me a hand in the morning with some of the uh chores i have to do around here i think that's an even trade Oh, yeah, Menace is great at chores, right, Menace? Oh, I am. Well, I'm super good at chores, yeah. Oh, perfect. I got you. Ah, children. Perfect. See, Menace has it. Children today are so eager. I love it. I'm, I know. I'm, I threw uh, out my back earlier, okay. or else I'd totally be able to help you. But, Another yeah. kid. More hands so, make less work. I appreciate if you join in, too. We could do something for that back. I am an adult. I'm sorry? Nothing. It's fine. We're cool. Eh. Thank you for dinner. Uh, today's youth. <coughs> Uh, he looks at you almost, and he goes, well, you seem to be a bit beaten up. I mean, uh, I got some bandages for you. I mean, do you got any? Oh, my God. Are yes. you good? No. <laughs> bandages. All right. Where? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me get the first day. He turns around, and, like, 
now that you're in like a dark, like a uh, darker setting, you can see how bright the blood shard shines and it looks kind of full. Mm. And seeing it under uh, a better light and now you're more focused on it, you see that he's like going for like some type of first aid box behind him. As he's going for the first aid box, I hold up one of my notebook pages that I ripped out that just says, uh, and you see Minus is sweating and shaking, and it just says, I'm going to ask him about the blood shard. <laughs> <laughs> it's currently just like right in Armos's eyes, and you can see it reflecting off of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Armos, looks kind of good. We should definitely take it. He doesn't need it. I'm looking straight at Drell doing a thumbs up, thumbs down. Rotating between thumbs up and thumbs down, like, can I do it? No, yes, no, yes, no. I give Minus a thumbs up. In proportion to his body, like, how big is it? Like, are we talking uh, a small like a, one? Like a tiny dagger. Oh, okay. Does he look like he was stabbed with it in that shirt? So he's wearing overalls. It's actually in his skin, like, through his hair. It's not on his clothes. You see, like, some oh, dried gotcha. blood around him that has leaked onto his onto his clothes. Uh, but for the most part, it's, it's definitely in him. So you're saying he hasn't taken a shower or changed an outfit while having this is stuck in him. Uh, minotaurs just licked themselves, according to Menace. So that's how we're doing it. <laughs> Why are you saying that like it's weird? Yeah, you don't worry about cleaning yourself, right, Menace? I mean, they're the weird ones. I, I look up from licking my shoulder, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so he goes ahead and get, he grabs a box and there's some bandages in there. Well, I really got some gauze as he turns around with a box full of bandages and well, I ain't got much for the pain, but if you uh, if you partake to some to some uh, herbs, we can certainly light up some few and and uh, partake. I'm sure that might ease your pain for a bit as you rest off them injuries. Whatever you got, and I'm just like sit on the ground because the chairs are too high. Oh yeah, you wanna? <laughs> oh, you partake an herb? All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll go ahead and band yourself up, and he throws you a roll of bandages, and they're so large because they're clearly made to bandage minotaurs not tieflings and he throws it to you he goes go ahead and band yourself up uh if you got anything else to help you out there's frank and uh what do you say we eat first and then we can uh partake in this herb for the night yeah uh let's eat huh then we can talk about normal uh minotaur things while we eat oh my favorite i mean i don't know why you say it like that but i like your enthusiasm yep and he walks over to the large fireplace and he has a couple of bowls and he he starts taking some of the stew and pouring it into the bowl. As he's doing that, I hold up another side of Drell that says, is it rude to stare? <laughs> Drell gives him a thumbs up. I nod. <laughs> but then Drell gets confused that he didn't know if the thumbs up meant you can stare or yes, it's... <laughs> <laughs> or yes, it's rude. Is it fuck? <laughs> what a weird yes or no question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are the three of you sitting at the table? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the three of you sit at the table. <laughs> Wait, I can't get up. Growl! I put my arms in the air. Uh, yeah. And I grab Minus by his scruff, and I just throw him on the on the, in the seat. <laughs> Thank you. Minus, you sit on the seat, and you're still too low. You're still seeing mm. underneath the table. And then Hubble comes over, and he's laying out the bowls, and he picks you up by your scruff and puts a couple of thick, old books underneath you kind of kind of like a booster seat and it sets you back down he pats you uh on the top of your head and roughs up your hair a little bit he goes there you go little guy and then he puts a bowl in front of you what's this he goes ah some famous stew Ooh. i call it my scooty Doody stew 
and you see a scooty duty. Yeah, my scooty duty stew. Why do you call it that? And you see a bowl filled to the brim with hearty vegetables and meat, slow cooked over a large pot simmering in a nicely browned vegetable stock. Potatoes, carrots, and cut up chunks of corn floating around, mixing with nice small chunks of meat, with smaller chunks of hardened cheese slowly melting into the stew. Yeah, why do you call it the Scooty Duty stew? Oh, it was a recipe I learned from a friend a long time ago when I lived in Shan Low. Oh, very nice. As he's talking, uh, you see a bunch of little SIDs, like a can like a lot conveyor line handing meat to each other over into Drell's bowl. <laughs> I lean over to Menace and I go, wait, Menace. Did he, like, make this cheese? (laughs) (laughs) What? What do you mean? Like, never mind, never mind. (laughs) Just like... Like like he, uh, let it sit out and age, or what? Like, I don't... Never mind, never mind. (laughs) Well, you got a question about the meat? (laughs) No, no. question about me? No, I heard you say something about you. I can tell you where the cheese comes from. Nope, no, it's fine. I know where the cheese comes from. Uh, No, make it... Drill just takes a bite. I ate it myself. (laughs) 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 It's really, it's really not that way. I mean, I got livestock in the back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, and he, you see, he's taking like a huge slurp of it, and he's, he's loving it. Uh, Menace, you see all the sis going me, 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 like very belting all (laughs) of the small chunks of meat. Drill, when you're eating it, it's very gamey. Perfect. Ah, just the vegetables and the broth. Just the way I like it. Oh, I'm sorry, dear friend. You should have told me that uh, you are the uh, vegetable-eating variety only. I would have happily accommodated. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. So, hey, what's with that blood shard in your shoulder? <coughs> I'm sorry? And I immediately look down at the soup. And I'm putting the spoon around the edge of the soup. <laughs> he taps on his shoulder. Yeah. That guy's uh, stuck in there nice and deep. Uh, well, you see, uh, you know those little dinosaurs running around with all the rocks on their back? Uh-huh. Well, one of them, and he puts his crossbow on the table. And you notice something about the crossbow. One of the crossbow bolts that he didn't fire, that's loaded in there, has a emerald tip. It looks very familiar from the emerald you've gathered from the velociraptors. Or the, one, or the emeralds that have been seen on the velociraptor. And he goes, well, I got uh, one of them red dinosaurs come up, took a nasty bite out of me, and uh, I guess like one of his teeth broke off in there. I can reach it, but it's really in there, but it ain't bothering nobody. So I just kind of left it in there. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, hey, if you want us to take a look after, we can maybe try and uh, pull it out, I oh, suppose. Oh, I don't want to trouble you. I don't want to trouble you. Well, it's no trouble at all. Just well, let us know if you, you feel like it's causing you discomfort. We'll try and get it out. I, I mean, I've lived here for the best three days. That can't be too, too much trouble, right? I'm so yeah. live kicking. <laughs> and he takes another sip. Uh, almost, you see Reginald, he goes, Hey, uh, yo, what do you think of your, uh, your buddy a taste? It looks really good. You, you want a taste of this? I mean, there's some carrots in there. There's some, mm. uh, there's some corn in there. I'm, you know, I mean, it could use a few more hands for sure, but, uh, uh let's start a new conveyor belt guys. And I send all the carrots towards Armos. <laughs> I specifically give all the carrots to him. Cause I don't want, don't yeah. want you're not him. giving him the meat. <laughs> uh, mm, I mean, I, I give him one just to see his reaction. And if it's too extreme, then he bites into it. He go, mm. 
Mm. Oh, this is good. I'm chewy like fingers. But like, off a chubby kid, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's like eating, he's eating the piece, small piece of meat you gave him. I do finish my entire bowl of Scooty Doody stew. Oh yeah, that hit the spot. That was delicious. Yeah, thank you, dear. Wait a second. Hey, Sid. Me? Did I break my own rules if I drink meat broth? Me? 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 Mm-hmm. Don't tell anyone. And I just sit there sweating. <laughs> <laughs> he did say it was vegetable stock, but it was definitely cooked in with the meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drell, what are you doing? Uh, he's eating the, 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 the stew. So the three of you eat and you make some small talk. Is there anything you would like to talk about before you guys finish up eating? I'll just be like, uh, are you sure that thing's not going to like, I don't know, curse you or possess you over time or something? Curse me? What for? I don't know. Isn't it filled with like bad juju? I don't know. What? I mean, it's just a little ruby stone stuck in there. I figured one, uh, you know, next time I go to San Lo, I'll have one of the uh, damn shamans look at it and get out, make it nice and loose. Have you ever heard of something called a blood shard? Blood shard, blood shard, blood shard. Nope. Does ring a bell? Mm. Okay. Uh, Armos, I think you might want to talk to him for a sec. All right, let me give you the lowdown, and I kind of give him the the whole history and how it turns everything evil eventually that it touches. Uh, but I leave out the parts that I absorb them all and wait for his reaction. Well, I don't know all about this uh, blue sharp business. It, uh, it seems beyond my scope. Uh, no, I'm getting up there in years, and uh, doesn't seem really to pertain to me. Oh my God, he's a flat earther, <laughs> and I think over to So this. let's just put it this way: you are getting up there in years, and let's. Uh, I try to persuade him, and you know what? Let's just take a look at it while we're here. You know what I mean? And make sure that that gets out of you. Make sure you're okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you insist, I mean, if but I, you know, are you really medically inclined? I mean, you can't. You're already beat up. You even have the tools to fix yourself. Give me a persuasion check. Ooh. <laughs> good at these. Can I do a help action? By... Don't need it. I got a twenty-six. Ooh! <laughs> so he goes. Mm. All right. I mean, you seem uh, you seem nice enough. Why don't you go ahead and take a look at it? And he moves his chair over and he points his back to you. And sure enough, there's a blood shard deep in there. So and, Arma, and Reginald's also look at it. He goes, "Oh yeah, it's a nice one." <laughs> go ahead and give me an investigation check. Okay. Yeah, I want to help him look at it. I'm not good at investigation, but. I got a nope. seven. Oh, come wait, look at it. You, wait, don't you have those glasses or something? No, I gave them to you. Oh, I have uh, During the Christmas thing. Oh, yeah, put right? them on. Or the birthday thing. Well, help action will give you advantage anyway. So go ahead and roll with advantage. What did the glasses give me? Gives you advantage. It gives oh. you advantage, yeah. <laughs> okay, 22. Oh, with a 22 investigation, you notice that the part that's in his back looks like it's very pointy and sharp, almost like a tooth, because the side that's sticking out looks like the broken side of a tooth. The end that's pointing at you looks like it was ripped out of something. So it looks like his story lines up where like he was bit and then like maybe he like turned and moved out of the way and like the stone was ripped out of the mouth that of the thing that bit him. So after looking at it, I kind of uh, holler back at his, uh, at his ears because <laughs> he's so massive. 
Uh, wait, what'd you say bit you? You said it was one of those, like... Well, one of them ruby dinosaurs that, you know, wander around. You know, there's all the different colors. You got ruby, emerald, sapphire. Huh. You sure it wasn't... You've, you've seen multiple of these ones? The the bitchy? Oh, sure. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, normally the ruby ones, are like the giant, you know, they have the tiny arms, big, big, big mouths. You know, mm-hmm. Rexes that walk around, but you know, this one was a red, uh, like little dinosaur, like one of them emerald raptors, except it was all red, which is a little weird because they're normally just emerald. But you know, first time for everything is pulled. Mm. I give uh, Menace and Drill a, a squinty eyed look. <laughs> I was just out hunting one day, get some more ammunition, you know. You know, as they say, Sundays are for picking stones. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I heard that. This guy said it the other day. And I point to, to Menace. <laughs> what? I mean, yes. Sunday is for picking stones. Wait, Menace, you pick stones? Uh, yes. And I squint at Armos. <laughs> Armos, give me an arcana check as you're investigating. Yeah. I'm good at those, too. <laughs> 22. Woo! You know that the nature of blood shards, that when they kill things, it takes their soul you're a little weary that this thing could possess its soul or not you don't know because you've never seen anything be stabbed with a blood shard and still walking uh wait so you think that you're saying that this blood shard might have this dude's soul in it possibly Uh, you're unfamiliar with how that works we haven't ripped a blood shard out of something when it's alive I want to pull up uh, WebMD and just look at it. (laughs) So, um, if we rip it out, he may rip his soul out of his body is what you're saying. Or if I just absorb it with my tome, uh, I kind of hop down and I kind of convene with the the other doctors in the room. And I'm like, let the the guys know kind of the situation that's going on up there as he goes back to his stew as the three of you can get so we got kind of a problem if we try to take it out we haven't done that yet unless i'm forgetting something it may kill him and Mm. if i absorb it it may kill him but if Mm. it stays in him it will kill him Uh, or turn him evil i guess he said you know he has lived what a long life. We could just leave it in, right? That's true. But... He did say he was going to get it checked on his next time over at Sanlo. But then what if he goes to Sanlo, turns into a crazy thing, and murders... I mean, we could take it. I mean, he almost is right. You know, could turn to a giant medicine monster and, like, kill countless innocents. I mean, what's one old man's life to... You know, innocent Minotaur's menace, am I right? And then you overhear Hubble, like, finishing his bowl. And he goes, oh, that meat was so good. I mean, I haven't found a rabbit like that in a long time. And our friendship goes, what? <laughs> Amazing. I'm so glad. What did he say? Well, I knew it, I knew it was gamey for a reason. I just couldn't put my tongue on it, you know? Reginald's mouth is like open it's like it's just jaws hitting the floor he's shocked he looks mad <laughs> uh so i 
feel like we need to come to some kind of... Here, let me go take a look real quick. And I pull out my magnifying glass. So I'm going to go do a medicine check. See if I can, like, kind of look at the scarring around the the tooth and see if I know if pulling it out would be bad or not. Okay, go ahead and give me a medicine check. I used my inspiration. <laughs> For no reason in particular. Uh, yes, Menace has inspiration. I uh, gave it to him in the after show for some great, <laughs> great role play. I went okay. from a 7 to a 21. With a 21, it is in there. You notice that there's a lot of dried blood in his fur. You see that there's some scarring. It looks like it's it kind of healed around the blood shard a little bit. From where he stabbed, it's not anywhere vital. It's not even in like a joint, so like it doesn't really hurt him when he moves his shoulder around, but it's like in that sweet spot between the spine and where like the shoulder blade starts. Maybe if he did like a wide stretch, he would feel it, but it's not piercing anything vital from your estimate. Mm. Well, it looks like this isn't in any uh, dangerous position, so guys i think we can just leave it here for now but you need to you need to promise us that you're gonna get it checked out soon at sanlo oh sure sure when i get my next bonus supply I'll be over there check out one shamans and wait, 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 wait. a month yeah. you said you're gonna yeah, wait a month? Mo monthly drop offs you know imports exports i i shoot squint eyes at drell and then look at menace <laughs> well how long has it been since your last drop off oh uh, a few days ago. Oh. When did you get bit? Uh, I got bit about three days ago. I came back from San Low four days ago. So when the moon's highest in the sky again, I will visit our humble city. I feel like we got to level with this guy. <laughs> see what he wants to do. Well, you never been stabbed by like a sharp item or something? So, so you have things around here that are probably poisonous, right? Like if you got oh, sure, bit by sure, 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 crazy bugs that are out there or oh, whatever sure, else might sure, be around. Sure, sure, Let's say you're poisoned right now. Oh, what I mean, you... I'm going to check this out soon. He lowers his overall under his other arm, and it's a huge boil. Like one of them face spiders hit me the other day, but uh, nothing I can't handle. I got a uh, high fortitude, if you will. You know what? I think he's going to be fine, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with Menace. I think we should just let the guy live his life and go into the city. I'll check on it tomorrow, Armos, and if anything has changed with the scarring around this uh, tooth here, then we'll we'll decide what measures to take then. How about that? All right, but I, I beat it into uh beat it into a that this is can be potentially uh not checked out really soon. It could be very poisonous for you and could potentially kill you. We've seen it kill people. I mean, I've seen uh weaker things kill stronger folk, but uh like I've said, us minotaurs, we are hurdy. Ha! ha mm. We are pretty hurdy. Hardy. I mean, Hardy. Yeah, wait till you grow into size. Wait till you grow into your size, young one. Uh, Stiff on you. <laughs> can't wait. I don't know. I say uh, we take it out. You know, let him bleed a little bit almost. Just saying. Okay, I definitely don't want to do it now that uh, he's saying we should. <laughs> Boy, I have fantastic ideas. I side eye draw. <laughs> you know how I feel yeah. on this topic, Minus. I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, well, hey, Hubble, before we uh, get some shut-eye here, can I ask you a few questions? Sure. Yeah, so do you know anything about uh, any Doric Burnsley? Doric Burnsley. I'm sure Reese already talked your ear up about it, but... No, 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 Reese wasn't much of a chatter to me. Uh, Derek, Derek, oh. no, no, no. Uh, see you friendly, you see one of us? 
Doesn't sound very Minotaur-like. Oh, no, definitely not one of us. He is uh, quite a dwarf. Oh, yep, nope, nope. I haven't seen any dwarves around here. Oh. All right, then. Just, you know, Minotaurs passing by. I uh, met another traveling group of Minotaurs not too long ago. Gave them some refuge. Oh, Miranor, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Big, big, yeah. big guy. Yeah, big boy. Uh, big guy, big strong guy. Yeah. He's from my tribe, too, actually. Yep. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's right. That Ivory Boulders. He, now I remember where I heard it from. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he snaps. He's that's like coming correct. to me. Kind of a... Kind of fool himself, you know? Not someone you really want to aspire to be. Ah, that's right, he is full of himself. <laughs> oh, I like you. Yeah, right. I, I like you too, youngin. You know, it's great that you kill all these fancy monsters and you boast about it, but like, I kill giant monsters all the time. You don't see me bragging about it. Yeah, right? It's like he's trying to compensate for something. Yeah, and him and his like super boys, uh, I don't know, they all seem kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah, to help him. You help your own. You help your own. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What'd you think about uh, the other people with him? Hey. Maybe like some of the girls. <sighs> no girls. What? Just a bunch of bulls. Uh, not no, one? No calves. No, no calves. Not one female minotaur. No, just a bunch of bulls. And how long yeah. ago did you see them? I've Maybe not not too far, not too long ago, maybe a few days ago. Huh. Just before that Reese fella. You're really bad at days. You just got bit and also these guys came through within a couple days. What's going on here? Wait, how long how long was our journey to get here? <laughs> no, it's been one full day. One full day since you left Hamer Day. So it must this must have been like six hours ago or something. You guys met across the morning. Yeah, now you mentioned it. Yeah, it was just uh Right, so he must have come here before Hamer Den and then now he's going to San Lo. Yeah, well, he was, he was happy to come in from San Lo, I believe, when uh, he was talking about his journey. Oh, he's already been to San Lo. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, oh, interesting. Oh, uh, well, uh, see, so the river, and he looks out the back window, and, like, through the brush, like, maybe, like, a couple hundred yards out, you do see, like, a river. And, like, he has a small boat that he uses to sail up and down. He's like, well, that'll take you right to San Lo. So the river, the on the eastern on the eastern side over here, that goes into the ocean, uh, or eventually goes into the ocean. But if if you follow it westward, uh, southwest, you'll get right to San Lo. They actually have a dock not too far down from the river. If that's where you're heading, I highly recommend taking the river if you have a vessel. As he's talking, I give Drell the cheekiest smile and very slowly pull up the Pleosaurus statuette for my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Drill just starts to laugh. <laughs> I give him a thumbs up and put it back in the bag. <laughs> ah, all right. It's good to know that that river will take us right there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, just a few hours. If you take the river, it'd be like about half day. If you leave in the morning, maybe you get there by lunch, maybe uh, late, uh, early dinner. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't, uh, I don't think I have anything more for you tonight. Uh, I might ask you some more Minotaur stuff tomorrow, but... Uh, oh, sure, now, sure, I, I just sure, appreciate sure. the hospitality and of course. having us in your humble abode. Oh, well, always happy to help one another one is, you know. We all help each other. Take care of your own. Yeah, Minotaur or not. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, guys, I, I think I need some shut-eye. How are you feeling? Well... That whole conversation was going on. Armos has been like racking his brain trying to figure out how to get the blood shard out of him. <laughs> in 
uh, evil and also not evil ways. So have an idea, but I don't like it. It's not uh, not painful. If I polymorph him, <laughs> would the shard still be in him? Everything transforms. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. I do have another thing, but it probably wouldn't work. So it's okay. I won't waste mm. any more time. All right. He's almost is still rubbing his temples, trying to figure out how to get the uh, the blood shard out, and he's uh, now just gonna go and lay down. All right. Well, you boys enjoy your evening. Get, go ahead and get cozy by the fire. I will need a helping hand tomorrow, uh, if you could. Tomorrow morning, right before you leave, to help me feed Sally and Tully, and then who be on your way? Sally and Tully. Well, well, I know what you said, but like, are they creatures or? Oh yes, yeah, so I am a rancher, and those those are the names of my bovonos. Do I know what that is? <laughs> Give me a history check. Fifteen. Fifteen. You do know them from childhood stories. They seem like very fake animals. They're large cattle, and they're Known to the ethereal plane, the average size of a Bavonos is about 30 feet tall and 18 feet long. And they are very, very heavy. It was Sally and what now? Sally and Tully. And what? Tully. T-U-L-L-Y. Uh, huh, yes, thank you. Yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. Drell, we can uh, exchange notes later. Yeah, yeah, of course, write that down. But, of course. Oh, you know what? I just realized we have never actually proofread each other's notes. I always forget to do it at the end of the night. I know, me too. And Drell's looking at his notebook and it's completely empty. <laughs> He's like, oh, we should definitely do that sometime though, for sure. <laughs> Maybe not tonight. I'm really tired. No, of course but, uh, not. Next of course time. not. Yep. Next time. Next okay. time. Okay. Next time. Get Drell's notes. I wrote a note in here about to get notes from you, so yep. I won't Did forget. Did it too. He's having the notebook and it's still empty. <laughs> well, all right, that's good. We'll see you, uh, see you boys tomorrow morning. But if you'd like to take a look at my guy and gal, they're right outside this window here. And he points over to like the kitchen area and there's a large window overlooking his, uh, his, his, his farm that's currently growing. And it has these large green gourds there. Hmm. Uh, and then when you go take a closer look, you see that giant green pumpkin and it looks very familiar to you. You saw the same green pumpkin in Berthy's backyard at his shop in Shadowfell. Hmm. And it looks very out of place here. And then you see like normal vegetables. And then you see a patch of grass. And you see the indent. Like something is something heavy is laying on it. And then you see the outline of a huge cow sleeping. A large hairy bull sleeping. And the other one looks feminine, more like a cow. You can see that like he might breed these two and they're sleeping and you hear these large puffs of air and these deep uh, snores coming from the animals as they're just laying down, snoozing away as it is now nighttime on the Kambuki Isles. They look like ghost cows from your perspective. Ghost cows, got it. Yep, those are mine, those are mine. They're like family to me, you know? They keep me company and I keep them company and I, I feed them, I take care of them, you know? Oh. That's why right. you very nice. You know a little critter that was running around over here. Well, uh, they like to call me after the my gourds, and uh, well, those belong to Sally and Tully, so they they attract them. I keep them away. And he taps on his crossbows like that's what this gal's for. Eat spiders, eat gourds. <laughs> well, it looks like to do you tired. I won't keep you busy. Uh, that's my bed over there. You see this large, massive California king size bed. He goes. 
I'm a bit of a snore, so I apologize, but please make yourself at home and uh, please uh, have some more Scooty Doody Stew if you are so obliged. Logs are over there if oh. you need to relight the fire. And he goes and lays Drill, down. you can put that in your Tupperware. Oh, yeah, perfect. Drill, drill, drill. Listen, I think it's a little messed up that you're eating rabbit. What'd you say? And I turn around, I just have a mouthful of stew. It's, it's like, who you have friends? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is there anything you want to do before the three of you uh, take a long rest? Yes. What would you like to do, almost? His bed. Very large. It's very perfectly. Large. Mm -hmm. Is where from us? So the whole, it's just one big open room. So his bed's like off in the nearby corner, kind of near the fireplace. So he keeps warm at night. You do notice that as it becomes nighttime, you're on an island. It's very tropical weather. Yet you're kind of on like the equator of Humbrea. But for some reason, when you go towards the window and you feel that breeze, it's very cold. Colder than an island should ever be. Drell feels right at home if you were to go outside, but it is strangely, oddly cold. Has it been this cold since we've been here? No, this is the first time that it's gotten cold. Once it, once you stepped onto his farm in that area and the sunset, that's when it got very cold. It's never been this cold on the Cambuki Isles. Is there some kind of like magic or something going on can i do a arcana check or something you don't know you don't think it's anything magical you're trying to observe the area give me what give me an arcana at? check but you're not you're not it's not i wouldn't say like it's a, a history check. check no give me an arcana check but you're not trying to understand the magical effects that are going on here you're trying to understand your environment in a magic in a magical sense go ahead and give me an arcana check i'm going to say this is an arcana check it's uh, what I get. I just rolled it and I didn't see what it was. 13. 13. 13. So with a 13, you do remember an event with a specific Nothic. When you were in Shadowfell, there was a moment when you were traveling along Shadowfell Road and you saw this Nothic for but a moment staring at you. And you remember what Berthy was saying, uh, how realms sometimes overlap closer in one area than they do others. You saw a phased spider outside. He said he mentioned the ethereal plane. You see these ghost cows, which are uh, native to the ethereal plane, and it's very hard for you to see them if you're not looking right at them. Similar to Shadowfell to the material plane, you feel like this is another one of those areas where the ethereal plane and the material plane are closely intertwined. Although realms are mirror each other and there are their own planes, sometimes the planes are little more connected in certain spots than there are others. For example, the three stones you found at Tamor Dane, when they mentioned that was a spot that they may use to travel between realms. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. I do want to set up some kind of uh, alarm in case uh, the big boy gets out of bed at night and uh, tries to stabby stabby us because of the blood shard. <laughs> Give me a slide of hand check as you're trying to like navigate a couple of items in your way to make like a little barricade for him to like maybe trip over or knock over get, something. Uh, the uh, the trap master menace to, to help me with this because I suck at tying knots. Sure. You see, I was meditating with Sid and I look over and I'm like, oh, what's up? Do you see this knot? I rolled a 16. Is this, is this how you're supposed to do this? Why are you doing that near his bed? Oh, what now? <laughs> he looks like looks over and then goes back to sleep. Like, got <laughs> an absolute unit of a person right here uh -huh. with a blood shard in him. We gotta just be careful in case he wakes up in the middle of the night. 
We need to be alert and ready to go. Not to mention, there's some strange things going on around here. Do you feel that cold in the air? Uh-huh. Something's not right. I mean, I'm sure it's nothing. You know, it's always cold in your world. And I, I point to Reginald. See? That's how you know it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the enemy all of a sudden? We've been getting along so well up until we got to the Kambuki out. I don't I don't like this place a lot. You guys are being real Miranor. Oof. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> You know what? If you don't start acting up, we're gonna leave you like we're gonna leave you like Flora. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> All right, so you go ahead and you set up a, like a little trap, like a little alarm for yourself, and the three of you go to sleep. Uh, it's funny that you were talking about uh, the Nothic. I was just about to say, Minus and uh, Sid are kind of meditating, and he's petting Sid. He's like, "All right, Sid, you, you know the deal. Before we go to bed, let's just double check. All right." Uh, Cast detect good and evil. And you cast uh, detect evil and good. And sure enough, you don't sense anything evil. You don't sense any type of aberrations. You don't sense uh, any angels or demons or anything of that nature. You don't sense any evil intent other than the evil pulsating from Reginald. Everything seems like it's uh, good to go. Oh, give me a sec, Sid. And I walk outside to the front porch. Just kind of stare outside to see if cold breeze. I notice anything else, feel anything else. You look at the trees as they sway side to side. As you're in this ranch style clearing, you hear the nighttime jungle. You're taking it all in and the cold breeze feels kind of good from the tropical heat that you've been used to this entire time. You don't sense any evil, but you do hear a howl deep, deep, deep in the distance. Sounds like a knoll. Uh, Sid, me? I'm not so sure it was a good idea that Armus went and talked to that uh, Noel god. Oh, man! Oh, wow, no way. You guys don't think so? <laughs> ah, and I look over at Drell in the window. <laughs> oh, you don't think so? <laughs> His face is pressed up against the glass. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Listening. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, was, I, I was partly asleep, and I woke up like uh, in a stammer, and I, I cast a spell magic all around, just around me just as a, a reaction. <laughs> oh goodness all right i'm coming to bed drill <laughs> you were right you know that, not the best idea like go back inside close the door and uh i i do try i do like rip out some papers and put like a bunch of crumpled papers by the door okay this is like maybe a, no a noise alarm of some some kind yeah i would I say you're a little uh a little more intuitive than that. Like you put some like empty cans or mason jars, something that makes like a shadow. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. 100%. So Perfect. you go ahead and do that. You also notice that he kind of has like that already built in. You look at the top of the door and there is a bell. Oh, okay. Nice. So you go ahead and you activate that and you kind of put the bell there. So it jingles and the three of you go to bed. And as the three of you cozy up by the fire in your, in your sleeping bags, you all have... A sound night's sleep, except for Minus. Minus, yes. you fall asleep, and you don't have the best dream. You toss and turn throughout the night, grinding your teeth, sweating, and puffing your nose. This actually wakes up Armos and Drell various times throughout the night. They just see it as a slight annoyance and a disturbance, but they don't really seem to be alarmed by it. It just seems like you're having a bad dream, and they don't really 
make much of it in their half sleeping state. Minutes. I, I whisper. I whisper over to Drone. I, I hear. Look, I had a dog before, and look, you're not supposed to wake him up when they're dreaming. So you know, <laughs> we're just gonna have to leave him. <laughs> and at one point, I throw a hand axe like against the wall next to Armo's head. Oh, he's dreaming. He's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Menace, you have a flashback-style dream of when you were a child and Miranor was picking on you, boasting and bragging to the other kids on how you were adopted, how you were, uh, you know, you're an orphan, you don't really belong here, and joking that you were found in a basket in a nearby potato patch covered in manure. This moment is one of the worst times Miranor has picked on you as kids because this bullying happened shortly after you tried to be nice to him. You remember that moment just before, and Miranor was feeling sad and all alone. No one was around, and you tried to cheer him up. You know that Miranor doesn't have a father. Unsure of what happened to his father, you're always told that he died protecting the clan. Some heroic story that Miranor conjured up. You tried to console him and try to make him feel better and explain to him that you also felt like an outcast in your own family. How it feels weird that sometimes you may not uh, feel like you have a father just like him and you understand what it's like to be in his shoes on some level. Taking the sensitive information you just shared with him, he uses it against you as when the kids come around, he starts making fun of you to the other Minotaur kids. And this is probably the defining, one of the many, many bullying moments that makes you just hate Miranor to his core. And then you wake up <gasps> in somewhat of a cold sweat, a little <sighs> angry, a little sad. Meh. <sighs> Me, Sid, Sid is feeling what you're feeling at the moment. Me, oh, you can go back to sleep, Sid. I just had a, and you see Hubble's already sitting down and he's having breakfast and he has a large skillet in front of him. It's filled with eggs, bacon, and a bunch of a uh, bunch of big old fried potatoes with a bunch of chives on it. You see, he's a bit of a cook himself. And he goes, "Oh, good morning, fellas." As the three of you get up and. There's plenty of breakfast on the fire. Please help yourself. Eggs, meat, potatoes. Oh, I'll be there in a second. Oh, my head hurts. Bad Meh. night of sleep. Yeah. I'll look over the door to see if anything got knocked over. The door looks fine. Mm. You hear large stomping just outside the window. It seems like the large cows are moving around. Drell, Armos, you already up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the three of you gain the benefit of a long rest. What? Friends, please eat up. I'm gonna need your help at hand in just a moment. As he goes to like scratch his back. Hey, why is my hand axe in the wall? <laughs> That's weird. I thought you were having some night terrors. I figured you just let us sort it out, you know. It would be the first time I threw an axe in my sleep. It's all good. Oh, uh, <laughs> I hope I didn't wake you guys. Why do you look tired? Oh, uh, this is just my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for breakfast. What you got cooking over there? Oh, some eggs, taters, some bacon. Uh, no eggs, no bacon. I'll take all the taters. Absolutely. Chives to the rack. You see a bunch of like ooh, chopped up ooh. garnishes and like, it seems to be like some butter there and like a little mason jar. Oh my goodness. Gotta stay full for a whole day's labor. Yeah, I take some potatoes and eat up in the morning and uh, kind of pack up my stuff to get ready to go. All right. 
Drell, almost? Uh, Drell is eating all of uh, the eggs and the bacon. Nice, Just nice. bacon and potatoes. Very nice. There's a new conveyor belt where they're giving me all of the potatoes and he's getting all of the bacon <laughs> eggs. Me, 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 me. I like a little rock fringe there. Uh, everybody gets oh. 12 temporary hit points. Oh, that's nice. We're having a nice hearty breakfast. Nice. And then you see Hubble scratch his back again where the blood shot is. And he goes, well, I gotta say, I didn't get the best sleep last night. This thing just kind of poked me a little more than usual, a little more than usual. Might have to go get this checked out sooner or later. Yeah, let me take a look. Let me see if it uh, changed from yesterday to today. It looks infected. Oh, Armos. Squinty eyes, squinty eyes. <laughs> I'm scratching my cheek. It's, it's, I mean, it's not great. Not terrible, I think. Does it look like a normal infection or like? I mean, as normal as a knife in the back infection could be, mm. sure. <laughs> But you see that the skin is like turning purple and black a little bit. The dried blood doesn't seem to be doing very well. It doesn't look cleaned. Yeah, well, I figured maybe I'll go sooner. Maybe go in like in a week or two. Um, bro. All right. You need to get this figured out now. Yeah. This, is, this has only been one day. And it's substantially One day. Worse. It's been there for about five days? Four, four oh days. Four God. days. Yeah, I might go my day. I throw up my hands. It's been a few <laughs> days. But it's just only start, you know, let it heal, you know, pull it out later. Pop my boil. All right. <laughs> how does this feel? And I tug on it a little Ooh, bit. Oh, oh, that's a little, that's tender. That's, that's tender. Okay. But you don't feel like, I don't know, your soul's getting sucked into the tooth or anything? Well, I wouldn't know what that feels like to begin with. But no, it's just like a knife. A little oh, okay. pick. Well, I feel like we should just try and take care of this i agree on our own yes all right we, we um, both look at drill <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me to it. i just have like a bunch of food in my mouth that i'm still shoveling i look up and i'm like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i go back <laughs> uh no i mean yeah if you guys want to try we can uh i was trying to look at my inventory and see if i have anything that's gonna help him like with the oh armos you just got those things the the uh we have ointment that can help armos you have ointment he gave you guys one each it was a healing salve yeah why are you trying to steal my ointment yeah. oh armos you're right you do have one i can use mine look armos pay the man's one thing armos heal the man that ain't me i'm not that guy what whoever <laughs> spotted the ailment heals it right <laughs> It's not that big of a deal. I, I throw out this idea. Okay, I grab the I grab the blood shard and I misty step about thirty feet that way, and I point to the other side of the the room. Oh, that's an interesting idea. And you want to take the blood oh. shard with you? Yeah, but so you, no, you're essentially I'm not, I'm not pulling us back. Do it. I just just. Well, let me know what you're doing. Oh, I will. <laughs> I'm talking to the guys right now, just being like, mm. see, we're just. Brainstorming. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I like that idea, almost. Or we have Drell. I don't know. Rip it out. Wait, what? Well, I feel like Drell can definitely pull it out, but it might not be very clean. <sighs> I mean, that's what this sham is going to do. Look, listen. I'll be fine. Honestly, truly, I got. You know, I got the herb I can always smoke, but 
I mean, if you guys, if it's bothering that much, I'll let you take it out. It'll just be a couple of seconds of pain. It won't be that big of a deal, but I can honestly wait. I promise. I promise. Be fine, it's fine. No, no, no. We have the means now. We might as well help you out. Are you sure? Oh, this thing's coming out. Oh, I, I mean, you guys are awful nice. As, as a concerned, concerned friend, and I look at a menace for him to perk up. Oh, I'm concerned. All right. You can <laughs> say that again. All right. Go for it, Armos. I'll be watching and I pick up my potatoes and keep eating. Hubert, get ready. Oh, yeah. We're ready for what? You may come with me or this may hurt a lot. And as a, before I finish the sentence, I, I <laughs> misty step across the, the room. Like a tooth died to a slamming door. You misty step. The shard comes clean out of its back as you teleport across the room, shard in hand. Woo! You look back over oh, and goes, cool. oh, wow, that was nice and clean. I feel great. Smiles at you. Bam! Head falls right into his breakfast on the table. <gasps> I told you this was a bad idea. No one wanted to listen to Trill. Armos, <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> you killed him. Can I check his pulse to see if he's dead? You go over and check his pulse. He is dead. Oh! Menace, Menace, can't you just bring him back to life? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I cast my uh, spell. <laughs> you go to cast Revivify. And as you are over his lifeless body that is just passed, that, passed right before your very eyes, you go to cast Revivify. And you notice that as you cast the spell, Sid is going, me, 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 Light glows, his body glows. However, after casting the spell, his he does not come back to life. I must put it back in. Put it back in. I already have it, like, in my book out, like I'm about to. Armos, <laughs> 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 what are you doing? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I walk it over and give it to Menace. <laughs> and I try and gently put it back where it came from, panicking. Give me an Arcana check of a DC oh. 20. Armos. Can I help him? Help me out. <laughs> Give him a help action, sure. And this is okay. the one that's doing the, the check. Can I have Armos do it? <laughs> you already started the action. Oh, goodness. This is a pivotal action here, so no. I literally need a natural 20 to, for this to go off, I think. <laughs> I got a six. So as you go to place the stone back into his back, you notice that when you cast the Revivify, the gem, the blood shot itself was lighting up. You can instantly tell while you're trying to put the stone back in that his soul is in the blood shard. No! I don't want it. I think this is a bad time to say I told you so, but I kind of said I told you so. What have we done? Oh, you killed him. That's what you did. He was kind of already going to die. I mean, yeah, but that could happen like years later. That's what I was saying. Like you guys could have just left him to do his thing. Armos, <laughs> why? I don't know. That's a, that is a great question. I was wondering the same thing. Okay, I got an idea. We take the stone and we stab it into the cow in front. Maybe. Oh my God. No, Terrible that's idea. a horrible idea. I mean, it, it, he doesn't eat it anymore. We can take it. Worst case, we get hamburgers. You are not taking it. Give it to me. Uh, <laughs> out of Armo's hand. This is staying with me forever. We're going to find a way to get him out of here. Yeah. Is that kind of like how it works? Like his soul is just at the moment trapped in the blood shard and he could be. From your understanding and your conversations with Lord Baron, 
Yes. You remember that Lord Baron had like he was very uh skeptical about skeptical about testing on dark, opaque blood shards that were full of souls because he hopes to return those souls to life. And he like does all of his testing on like empty blood shards. This one is coming with me then. And I take it from Armos and I put it in my backpack. <laughs> Keep it safe. Keep it safe, and there's snot going all down my face. I mean, we can still do the cow in the front. I mean, I mean, we why can't we just have it? You know, it's just like it's, I mean, it's not his anymore. People die every day. I mean, it's I I start eating uh pieces of rabbit in front of Reginald. I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah, what's the difference with this then? Well, what's, the, what's the difference then? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I don't like how you said it, but you all correct, Drell. I mean, they don't need it anymore, right? I'm just eating it. Yeah, it's just... We didn't mean to kill him. I mean, I almost didn't mean to kill him. I was just watching. I mean, again, I... This is a horrible time to say it, but... Remember when I was like, maybe we should just let this guy live his life? Mm -hmm. You guys remember that? I'm just saying, he probably would have turned at a very bad time when he's in the middle of a city and would just cause a... Mass destruction. Or... Maw demons popping out if you were to die because remember that maw demons pop out. Long fruitful life. Yep, that's true. He could have lived a wonderful life. Met another Heartland Minotaur and had Heartland babies. <laughs> Since they're crying with you, it's kind of a baby about this. He's been dead. Shut up. Oh, cool. <laughs> Sensitive. <laughs> I'll turn you into a stew. No, you won't. I'm sorry. I'm just really upset right now. That was a call for. Right. Oh, oh okay. I mean, I was, I was actually down, but yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, we totally won't do that. Who's gonna take care of Sally and Tully? I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I mean, this sounds like a you guys problem, so I really don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, I love this. <laughs> I mean. I trust me, I'm down to kill stuff, but you know, not people that help us and <laughs> give us dinner and But is it just sitting like soulless <laughs> like like he just got a blood shard ripped out of him as well in the middle of the, the fucking table. Yep. There's a there's dead minotaur. Uh, on a table, his tongue's out of his All mouth right. at this point. There's only one thing we can do at this point. And I what? You have some magic? Yes. So we're going to loot the body. <laughs> what? <laughs> See what kind of stuff he has. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you rummaging his pockets? No. You, I, no, listen, said, but it's funny. In, uh, <laughs> there is a dead minotaur wearing some cow heart overalls right in front of you with pockets. <laughs> All right. Well. Armos, here's the shovel. Uh, Minus, uh, you guys go ahead and get started. Uh, we, are the, you sure the that he doesn't want to be... No, the know. least we can do is bury this guy. You guys literally killed him. He needs a warrior's death. He needs to be set on fire, pushed down the f stream, something like that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We should definitely send him down the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that goes to the main <laughs> city of Minotaurs. We should totally do that and set him on fire. <laughs> Armos, that sounds rad. I mean, I try to make the, the best out of the situation. At least we don't got to do chores. What? I don't mind chores, though. I go outside. 
Do I see them? It feels like you're looking at a ghost of these two large cows. These two bovonuses. Bovonos. Bovoni? Bovoni. <sighs> and they are just grazing. And it looks like they're eating the large pumpkin and they are enjoying it. I cast my once a day speak with animals to talk to. <laughs> this is going to be awkward. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and walk away from this. Um, oh my god. I'm going to go get a drink while this happens. Mm. And you cast speak with animals and you hail out to one of the large cows as Tully, the male cow, the male bovonos, looks over to you and goes, Mmm. <laughs> Hi, Tully. Oh, nose name. Hello. Yep. Uh, hi, Sully. Tully. Or Sally. 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 You see uh, the tiniest, cutest uh, little cowbell in relation to their size, and Sally comes over, and she's like, Name? Menace. Menace. Where's Hub? I don't know how to say this. <laughs> but he died. <sighs> they look at each other, concerned. And then they cry a little bit. <laughs> the blood shard in his shoulder killed him. <laughs> you see that they look sad and look back. I think it was actually the lack of the blood shard in his shoulder that killed the menace, but keep going. Keep going, your friend. Get away from the window, Drell! <laughs> pressed up against the window. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You hear the glass squeak as he moves his face away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know no. what to do. No more gourd. No. You see that they look at the giant pumpkin again, and then they look back at you, and they understand what's going on. They get, they can't speak elaborate sentences. They're just kind of uh, benevolent in their own ways. And you go, hmm, perhaps we move. I hope you find a great area with even better gourds, mm. and that you remember him fondly. Gourds local to Shadowfell. Far away. Uh, Wait, are they like Shadowfell cows? They are ethereal plane cows. So could we just take them to Shadowfell and then come back? You would have... Ye mm. Yes, you could. You are technically on the same plane as them. You think you're communicating with them while they're on the ethereal plane while you're on the material plane. That's like the weird part of this area. Mm. So I guess like... Will they just die now that this guy's not here to take care of them? Or are they were they really just here to hang out with them if they're on a different plane? They're here to hang out. So if this is where the realms kind of meet, this is like they're kind of eating like these pumpkins, but they're not like so bound he, to this area. So he wasn't like their caretaker. They were just more like he was giving them a certain food. So they were just chilling with them. Essentially. Yeah. You okay. do know that they, he was getting the milk from Sally. It seems like they kind of had like a thing going on. Mm, got it, got it, got it. Miss, Miss Hub. Move on. <sighs> I'm sorry this had to happen this way. Thank you for telling 
Not like you killed him. Yep, okay, bye. And I run inside. <laughs> you hear this sweet come back up and Drell's face back is looking at us. <laughs> I go I go outside to check on Armos and see how the uh, the grave is going. Armos was digging? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the, he's the one gave him the, the shovel. shovel. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why we have to shovel. I think we did the guy a favor. Uh, almost give me a strength oh, check. Oh, God. It's going to be... <laughs> not 20, obviously. 16. 16? You're, you're about three feet deep. You're getting in on there. Um... For a guy who's not very physically fit in that in that way, you're 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 digging that hole pretty well. He goes, I mean, if he was just gonna go, wouldn't he just like go into the grass or something? Can I take his hands? No, you can't no. have his hands. Why not? He doesn't need them. Almost, you you didn't make this long enough. This is like your size. I'm working on it. Look, it's I'm only just been five you, minutes, minutes. He was a warrior. <laughs> He'd want to be burned and returned to the earth. Was he a warrior? I thought he was just a farmer. Oh, are you gonna help me do this hole? Huh? Oh no, I'm no, I'm good. I'm just sitting here watching. And oh. like, like he's like <laughs> leaning up against the house, just like with one arm, just leaning on the building, watching them. All right, Drell, I'll help you pull his body out. What? <laughs> what you think oh. I'm gonna do that on my own? Uh, fine, fine, God. We'll skip there and we'll yeah. jump ahead. You guys, the three of you finish um, digging up a hole to bury him and you lay him to rest. You have the blood shard, Drell's holding on to it. You bury him up and you did waste a good part of the morning doing this. You do see that the two Bavonoses, Sally and Tully, are like having the time of their life eating the large gourd. And by the time you're finished, that giant pumpkin has been eaten. And then you go to like say your goodbyes, Menace, and you see the two large cows and they look at each other, they look back at you, they give like a loud, solemn moon, and they turn around and they walk and they continue to walk until like they slowly fade out of view as if a, like a ghost is leaving and they are no longer in sight. <sighs> we will cut, jump cut ahead you follow a loose dirt road from Hubel's house, from, yeah, from uh, Hubel's house to the river. Did you guys want to take anything from the house? I mean, everything that was in his pockets, his money. <laughs> Are uh, you I'm... looting? Yes no. or nay? Uh, Drell is not. Drell doesn't feel like it's right that we're just going to take his shit after okay. they killed him. Okay, I will remember this. <laughs> He did have a pretty he... hefty crossbow. He did. Hmm. I I used the crossbow as his like almost like a cross in his grave though. Do you inspect it? I do. It is a modified heavy crossbow. It has some stats on it. It's it's a plus three crossbow and it loads it loads two shots at a time. A creature can shoot to fire both shots in a single attack if they choose, and it has a range of two hundred feet all the way up to five hundred feet. Disadvantage after 200 feet. Did you notice that the crossbow bolts have like these different gems in it? Like he was using the rocks uh, from the different dinosaurs as ammo and making his own bullet. Mm. Well, that's obviously in the ground. Um, man, I was going to ask him in the morning if he had ammo I could borrow. <laughs> can I inspect the 20 pounds of sapphire shards and see if I can 
find a way to use them as ammo. Yeah, sling. so looking at the bolts, it looks like he just filed it down to make a crossbow tip and fastened that and made it into like a crossbow bolt. So like the arrowhead is made out of that sapphire material. But am I able to turn that those sapphire shards into ammo? Or? Uh, yeah, I would say during your next long rest, you'd be able to spend some time. time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you'll make a check to do that, but you can absolutely figure that out. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, we go down to the river. I don't think anybody's taking anything. Down, down by the river. Me and Drell go ahead and uh, Armos can do as he pleases. <laughs> wow. Wait. Wow. I'm the bad guy out of this. <laughs> I'm kidding. We agreed. Uh, the pumpkin. Can I inspect it to see if that's the point of where this like weird stuff is coming through the, the, the remains of the pumpkin is just a fell pumpkin it looks like it, he grew it here or maybe oh. took it from Shadowfell and gave it to them gave it to the bavonuses but it doesn't seem like there's any kind of power or anything like that off of no it. you think just the area they grew in is like an overlapping area between the realms okay so it's yeah. more the area than it is a yes. specific thing okay cool nope that's all and we will cut ahead to the three of you now along this river that Hubble did mention is the best way to get to Sandlow from here. It's how he does it. There is a good-sized canoe. It looks like it can hold some stuff. It doesn't look like it has like an inside or anything. There is like a little uh, awning to keep you dry if it were to rain. But that's the boat that he was using to sail back and forth to the river. And there are some oars on there to travel. And it's already heading eastward, which... You can presume that it will lead to the city. It's in its proper position. <sighs> I thought this was going to be a more fun thing, but it doesn't feel as fun with everything that happened today. And I throw the Plesiosaurus into the river. You go ahead and you take this pyrite Plesiosaurus and you throw it into the ocean and it splashes and sinks and some bubbles come up. And it takes like a little bit longer. Like you thought something would happen. And then splash! Ooh, ooh, this giant sea dinosaur raises its head, looks around, flaps its fin-like arms and legs, splashes in the water. It looks very happy. It looks so happy to be like out and swimming about. It gets a little turn. It goes dives into the water, takes a big gulp, and spurts it out like a water fountain. And the little gets on the three of you. And then it does another one final spin, turns around, it looks at you, Minutes. It looks infatuated with you. Priscilla! Priscilla, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I knew I gave it a name. <laughs> no, we gave it a name. No, you might have given it a name. I don't remember who. Priscilla sounds like a very Tony name, I'll be honest with you. It does. <laughs> you say its name, Priscilla, and it like smiles at you. It looks totally enthralled with you. Like it knows that you two are akin. It is looking at you like it knew you for years. Hi, Priscilla. Everybody on. It is a very large creature. It's about 10 by 10. The three of you could fit onto it. You three are very tight fitting with the three of you on its back. So you're kind of like shoulder to shoulder. Minus is like in the middle, scrunched up as the three of you are now sailing down the river. We're going to do one more jump cut to the three of you sailing down. And you see this happy dinosaur like splashing along as it begins to move. Uh, how fast does it go? It has a swim speed of 40 feet. Nice. So you are sailing 
down the river uh 40 feet you think you're you're moving at like a really great speed it's very happy it seems just great to feel the sun as it's splashing along you feel like you could move a little faster if you commanded it to it's just enjoying itself and as it's enjoying itself we're all sitting very silent and awkward like on a three-seated motorcycle <laughs> You know, this nigga stops splashing so much, I'd really appreciate no it. No talking I... until we get there, Reginald. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Bad start to the day. Well, it's not like I killed him. I only meant me. <laughs> I mean, he does have a point. Almost what you did was terrible. We decided this. <laughs> we chose this. You gotta live with those decisions. You know, you're right. Drell, why'd you decide to tell Armos to pull it out with the... <laughs> and he's trying to deflect blame everywhere. <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> yeah, you tell him, Sid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we go back to silence. <laughs> and as the three of you are silently sailing down with this happy plesiosaurus just like bobbing its head with its own tune and singing its own tune to himself, little dinosaur. <laughs> Take it along, three of you sitting in silence as nature overtakes the sound and you hear more howling, trees shaking, bushes rumbling. Everybody give me a perception check. I re-roll those. <laughs> 11. I got a 10. Eight. All three of you fell for hmm. a moment as crossbow bolts all come out from all around you as you hear the howling of noise. Each of you get hit with three crossbow bolts coming from either side. You each take 18 points of dam piercing damage as three crossbow bolts hit each of you. We had 12 temp, right? You had 12 temporary. Yeah, wow, that's actually pretty convenient. And uh, as you take these 18 points of piercing damage, the gnolls now become visible uh, and that is where we're going to end this week's session. Damn it, Ormos. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love everybody shifting blame in this episode. Got some gaslighting going on. <laughs> gaslighting is your real, Ormos. It's just a, a, fit, go. It's a story bully kids say. You made it up. <laughs> That's not how I saw this episode going. <laughs> not, neither did I. Listen, okay, so before we get to the after show, I'll talk about it more. Oh. Oh, I just made the character note that, like, Bloodshard is keeping Hubble alive. That's it. I didn't write yep. anything that he was like, <laughs> you're supposed to die or anything. I didn't have anything if you left him. It was just, like, a fun little obstacle to put there, and it turned out way better than I thought it ever could. <laughs> Oh, real nice. You wanted him to die. I didn't want him to die, but it's fucking How wonderful shit. that he died. You knew the moment you put, uh, it's now starting to fester. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you knew we were pulling that thing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just got to tempt. I got to tempt you guys every once in a while, you know? <laughs> yep. I don't know if it was tempt as much as worry us about this man's life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I got lots to say about this <laughs> on yes. the after show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, this was a fun one. This was—I didn't expect it to go this way. Um, for those uh, who are listening and taking notes, going along, this was a key episode. I'll even let you guys know that this is a key episode. You learned something. 
But you may, may not know exactly what you learned, you know? Oh, I know exactly what I learned. What'd you learn? I know exactly what I learned, too. That Armos is a murderer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, Armos. <laughs> Look, you need someone to make the tough decisions I'm here, okay? You, you know, Look you here. spend your life making deals with demons, and all of a sudden, you're the monster. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird, right? Oh, man, man, almost killed a guy this episode. He's the reason the Knolls are here. Oh. <laughs> almost his really, fault. That's the episode uh, title. <laughs> wait, if I killed him, I got 18 temporary hit points. So, <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that no. is true. Oh. That is true. You take no damage from the crossbow bolts. <laughs> oh, you my did kill him. goodness. <laughs> That is terrible. I love it, Jared. Cackles. It's my favorite. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, any recommendations? <laughs> oh, I got one. Um, So as of today, there's only one. At the time of recording, only one episode has been dropped. Um, It's a new anime on Netflix. And I'm like, oh, so for the art style and everything and the concept. It's like... Very Dungeons and Dragons related to. Hold on, let me find the exact name real quick. Uh, it's called Delicious in Dungeon, and it's a it. It seems like a very final uh final. It seems like a very Dungeons and Dragons like anime. It starts off with like them fighting a dragon and they lose, and the guy's just like really hungry. So it's about him making a group of people to go back in this dungeon, and they're trying to make food out of the monsters, and they're like pretty much making a cookbook as they go it's it's so funny the first episode was really good highly recommended delicious maybe by the time this airs dungeons yeah by the time this episode drops i think about maybe three episodes maybe four episodes would have dropped hopefully it stays as good but the first one was a pretty good episode it's awesome what is it on netflix oh okay is it, is it like an animated thing is that what you said yeah it's an anime yeah cool it's a netflix exclusive awesome sponsor us netflix <laughs> please <laughs> yeah because i can't afford you guys' fucking premium service anymore no, yeah i can't watch oh. it at my mom's house the fuck guys come on do you think if you put out a show on netflix that you get net netflix for free you know what i mean well i think oh. everything put out by netflix is like netflix owned so what do you mean you mean like if they're on a show? Like if we put out a show that's on Netflix, I feel like we should get a subscription for a year or something like that for free or something. Yeah. I agree. Thought. Write them in. Write a letter. I will. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to our Patreon supporters. Say goodbye, everybody. Later. Bye. Bye. Rest in peace, Hubbard. And now it's time to shout out the Patreon supporters. Starting with the Blood Shard Bandits, first up is Amanda, aka Morgan Ulthil. Morgan pursues her quest within the Underdark. After finding a gold amulet floating in the water, she soon realizes her search may reach its end. Jumping over pits and large cracks in the dark caverns, she's not avoiding any danger. She's following large imprints, footsteps of a giant. But what giant in the Underdark leaves crater-sized footprints? Morgan's fox companion is hot on its scent. Next up, we have Artemis, and Artemis finds himself in the center of a busy city, the city of Aramor. Artemis has visited every alchemist shop and magic bookstore in town with no luck of finding Cammy Joe. 
Deciding to take a break, Artemis stops at a nearby tavern for some lunch, a local spot named the Wild Side Tavern. To his surprise, Kemi Joe is in that very tavern, and he seems to be the popular one, smitten by two barmaids. Hmm, very suspicious. And just outside Aramore City is our next Bloodshard Bandit member, Ash, aka Rocco the Croco. It's been one week since Rocco has left his tribe. As he travels through the swampy lands of the Riverwood Forest, he finally makes his way to Capitol Road, a major road that connects the town of Gilo, Dilmore, and Aramore City. Unknown to him which way is west, he heads east. As he travels this lonely path, he can't help to think about the last conversation he had with his brother, and the last words he said, and those were, see you later, alligator. To his brother's reply, not in a while, Krako. Dial. Next up is Benjamin the Dread Haze, or should I say, Baby Dread. This fella mental's now dreaming of his former younger self. The drow boy, walking hand in hand with his mother, reliving a fond memory, a fun day in the underdark by the crystal shores in the luminescent bellow. Upon returning home, a savage green flame can be seen. His home in turmoil. And high above the Underdark is our next Bloodshot Bandit member, Dana, aka Alara Dawnstar. Face to face with the gem thief, running and sprinting, Alara dashes through a set of fast-closing doors, delivering a high kick to the thief, holding the sacred purified gem. A face is revealed from the devastating blow. Who could it be? A familiar face? Not to Alara, but to us, it's Julius Kendrick! And speaking of, he is our next Bloodshard supporter, Julius Kendrick, a tatted up wizard, his skin a tapestry of ancient words and phrases, a flesh shrine to his powers and beliefs as he stares down a large Dawnstar. With red in his eyes, firmly grasping the purified gem, he hopes to redeem himself within the Red Dawn with this legendary relic. Our next Bloodshot Bandit member is Dylan Snyder, aka Reese. After a close call at a local Kambuki tavern and dodging some cultists, who knew he could fail successfully? Flirting with the wrong woman did lead to a cultist lead. But now that he is safe, he continues his search for his friend. He is truly worried about her. She could be a giant klutz sometimes. And speaking of klutzes, we move on to Reigns, our next Bloodshot Bandit member. At the demise of a death slot, splash, his body falls into a puddle of sewage water. A scared Reigns looks up at this horrifying frog-like beast. The last thing Reigns remembers seeing is the frog transforming into something scarier than he could ever imagine. The slot turned into him. The slot quickly rummages through the former Reigns' pockets to learn about his identity and steals it. And lastly, we have Ryan Green, aka Rommel, and Rommel has been busy on the Kambuki Isles. This wooden woad is dedicated to the truth from long ago. You see, Rommel noticed something very strange the moment he arrived on the Kambuki Isles, specifically with its soil. He notices the stone on the island mimics the trees in terms of life here. Only if you could communicate with the rocks. Now we move on to the Sigic College alumni. And first up is Andrew Hall, our first Sigic College alumni member. And he is deep into his wizardly summer school courses. And boy, is it brutal. Mostly because the classrooms are hot and the ray of frost conditioner is broken. Determined to pass, he can't possibly spare a spell slot to fix it. 
Our next member is Sakajewa, and there's a quote that's truer to him than ever before. If you build it, they will come. And Sakajewa has finished his Rocket Boot League arena, and the fans are pouring in. He has already sold out tickets for his first game at the end of the month. Our next alumni is Patrick Wennerstrom, and this punk just played his first show in the town of Gilo, and it was a hit! However, the local town Red Guard did not find it amusing. After starting a riot and destroying Gilo property, they attempted to arrest Patrick, but Patrick was all like, yeah, whatever. Robert Crisp is next, and he is feeling down as the Sidgwick College did not grant additional funding to his Baguette Colony project. Desperate for some cash, he picked up a side job at a local bakery to earn some extra bread. And speaking of extra bread, our next member is St. Chaos, a former Sidgwick College student turned rich prisoner entrepreneur as his toilet wine industry has seen a large boom in business. So much business that he's begun outsourcing to local nearby towns. His courier rats sure are speedy after some toilet wine. And scooting in next is our next Sidgwick College alumni member, Scoot Duke. Scoots seems to be surprising everyone with his dudes, but not all dudes appreciate scoots. You see, Lelouch's farmstead, there's a firm policy about duding when you should scoot and scoot when you should dude. Please message us with some character information. We can't keep this up forever. Next up is Sly, a were raccoon. Sly is currently hiding in a local bar and seems to have live music, jazz music specifically. Something doesn't seem right. He has never heard of the Wild Side Tavern before. And now we move on to whom Brian's heroes. Abdul Rahman had just finished brewing another anti-theft potion, but alas, when he went to go retrieve it, it was stolen. Oh, what bad luck. But what luck indeed, as Alex Dredd returns into the store. Shocked and angered by the recent stolen anti-theft potion, he sets out to find a lead to whom the culprit may be. The first suspect on his list is Caleb Schneider, who is currently dueling Johnny Tarr. A neck-to-neck -neck fight, a swords clash between the two heroes, another onlooker seems to take interest in the duel. Nufarius Ducarius, who smells suspiciously like rare potions. However, it seems impossible to steal from him. And then we move on over to the town of Dilmore, to a little glass shop, shattered and broken. It seems that someone had trashed Man With Glass's new store. A bell jingles as Captain Dandelion enters the recently robbed store. As he takes a report of the broken and stolen goods, he informs Man With Glass of a new anti-theft potion that is being sold in a nearby town. But fear not, as business should boom again, as a new Rocket Boot League arena has been built. Buying the last two tickets to its sold out matches are Odie Mel and Nubs, two longtime members of the Rocket Boot League. Nubs aspires to play in the Pro League one day. Odie Mel encourages Nubs to never give up. That's all for this week's Patreon supporters. If you would like to join this amazing cast of heroes and be shouted out yourself, go over and click that Patreon link down below and subscribe to one of our amazing, fruitful, and rewardful tiers. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.